Welcome, everybody, to another episode of He's Not Done Yet. And we're so honored that you're here today, and uh, we're just delighted. And uh, we just uh, want to start off with, um, with a few announcements and let you know that uh, we have an episode every Friday that drops at 6 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. And then on Sundays, it uh, plays from 10 to 11 on Victory Radio Station. That's right, Victory Radio Station. And it's on 100.995.5, or excuse me, 95.3, and uh, 10, or excuse me, 15.40 a.m. And we'd love for you to tune in. You can also find us on uh, uh, he'snotdoneyet.com, he'snotdoneyet.com. Of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'd love for you to tune in and and check us out. We'd love to to have you. We're so thankful you're here today. We also want to invite you to um, the First Pentecostal Church um, at 1401 Calvary Road, Right here in beautiful North Little Rock, Arkansas, we have church on Sunday morning at 1030 uh, and Sunday evening at 7, and again, we have it uh, midweek at 7 on Tuesday. Today's scripture is going to come from Psalms 40 and 1. I wait patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today, God. We just pray that it falls on good ground, God. We are so honored and we are so thankful, Lord. And we're just praying for your loving favor, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Well, first, I just want to tell you about uh, He's Not Done Yet. It's a radio uh, show uh, that we, we do have a podcast. Today, we're, we're out at uh, the First Pentecostal Church. It's um, a very special place. Um, this is one of my favorite places, and if I haven't shared this with you, but, you know, in the background is the history of our church. It's, uh, uh, I would call it a museum of our church, and, um, you know, I feel like the God had allowed all this history to happen, and it all to go this way, and everything to happen for me to receive the Holy Ghost right there in this very room. And so isn't that cool that God let me get the Holy Ghost in the welcome center, and later he, he let me know I'm welcome. And so I was just just so, I love it in here. So nevertheless, but if you find anybody or know anybody that's gotten Holy Ghost in here, I'd sure love to meet them, but uh, it's, uh, it's just a special place. And uh, well, I am so honored today um, to introduce our guest. Um, she is very much uh, one of my heroes. I mean, one of my heroes. Um, I can't say enough kind things about you, Sister Davis, um, um, how you take care of our pastor and help him and assist him and everything that you do there, but the hours and, and all the time that you put in and, and uh, 
and and then you you married one of my very best friends and uh so that is so awesome and we're just so happy you're here and we just want you to come in and obey the holy ghost sister liz yes sir thank you so much for having me and you were also a part of our wedding party as a groomsman so i'm very thankful for your influence in our lives um you know, when you asked me to come be a part of this, yeah, I thought about, well, what should I say? What should I do? And um, it's just it's a bit crazy because, in a sense, I've been preparing for years. I've got a bit of a journal, uh, notes that I keep of different things throughout the years, and um, so, you know, me and just going through a storm or a trial. So part of what I wanted to talk to you about is when you're going through the storm, how do you navigate or react through that? And that's why I want to help someone today with, and I hope I'm a blessing by that. Um, years ago, Pastor preached, and this is... Um, my key verse, I call it my life scripture oh. now. So, but he um, preached from 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Um, So about seven or eight years ago, and I know you know the story, but about seven or eight years ago, someone close to me um, decided to turn away from God. And so that was a very hard time of my life, and um, I'm thankful for it. It was a storm and it was a trial, but I'm thankful for it because it's what has built me to what I am today. Um, so pastor had preached a service and he preached hell in the church. And during that altar call, he was pleading. He's like, um, push back, push back and just pleading, you know, just no matter what, just whatever you're fighting with, just to push back. And I remember during that altar call, um, this person came up to me and, they said that they were leaving, and the, what they meant is they were leaving the church service that night. And I remember asking, I was, well, did you go down front? Because I thought this is the perfect service. I thought, well, did you go down front? And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, I went down front, and I was like, okay. And um, so I watched as this person walked out of the service, and I didn't realize at the time that would be their last church service. And that pastor and God was reaching for this person. Um, So that following weekend, um, they had made up their mind to leave God, essentially. And I remember coming up here that Saturday night. It was a Saturday night. And I came up here and um, walked in the back doors and just went lay down under a pew and just cried and prayed. And um, you had Brother Lee Looper here recently, and he gave his testimony, and he 
and he was a source of inspiration to me back then. And so I remember, you know, finding a little black Sharpie, and underneath that pew, I wrote my first tally mark, and I wrote the words push back, because that's what Pastor had just said and pleaded the last, uh, the previous church service. And so I would just come in, had tally marks. I even got a little, um, little clear adhesive pouch and stuck it under that pew so I could keep my little Sharpie under there. <laughs> but that's what I would do. It worked for Lee Looper. Sure. I'm sure it'll work for me yeah. if it did it for him. That's right. But I remember that night, though, well, I was here till about 2 a.m., and then I went home, and I came to church that morning, and I sat with Brother Chris and Sister Tanya. They're good friends of mine and wonderful mentors to me. So I sat with them as Pastor preached that morning, and he preached the message, but none of these things moved me. And as he preached, as he was delivering that message, I thought, this is for me. This is my message. And he did tell me later on, either that day or the next day, he said, God gave me that message for you. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, about, you know, when you're in the storm or you're going through a trial, um, God will give you something to hold on to. He's got a life raft for you. You just got to hold on. It's not going to be easy, but just hold on. And so um, one of the things that he, you know, just you could use for inspiration or motivation um, are different quotes. And here are some that throughout the years I saved and um, just inspired me. So one of them was um, the circumstances of your life may change, but God never will. So. You don't know what's going to happen from day to day, but no matter what, God is still the same. Um, And there was another one I liked that said, a woman whose worth is rooted in the unshakable God can never be broken. The winds of life may come, she may even fall, but she does not stay fallen. And then another one says, dream your dreams and then ask God to shape them scrub them, and steward them for his glory. And, you know, I remember thinking, even though my dreams fell apart, it's God's dreams, not mine. It's what God has in plan. And um, and steward them for his glory. And that's one thing I thought long ago. As a God, I'm not going to let this trial or storm go to waste. I know one day it'll help someone because I watched people go through the same thing before me and I saw how God moved in their life and I knew that one day there's going to be someone looking at Liz Ruby and if she can do it I can do it um and then another one occasionally weep deeply over occasionally weep deeply over the life you hoped would be Because, you know, I had a plan. Grieve the losses, then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life you have. And that's one of the big things to me is it may not be perfect, your life, but just embrace the season that you're in. Because it's only a season. 
And then another one I liked, and it's a paraphrase of Daniel 3.18, but it says, and if not, he is still good. And I remember one night praying. I said, God, you're still good. There, I was finishing up a chapter or a phase of this trial, and that was one of the things I kept saying over and over, walking back and forth. I said, God, you're still good. It doesn't matter how it turns out. You're still good. Um, that's another thing. That's another thing is prayer. You know, you've got to stay faithful to prayer. Right. You may not feel like getting out of the house or anything, but you've got to stay faithful to prayer and stay faithful to your pastoral leadership, your, like, Pastor Holmes and Bishop Holmes. Um, you know, whatever they say, yes, sir. They see things, and they, they've navigated different paths with many people, and God gives them the wisdom and how to deal with certain things. And so um, those are two of the biggest things, I think, is prayer and being faithful to your pastoral leadership. Um, So that, and that was one, you know, that's really what kept me all these years was prayer. So I remember one time, again, I said, you know, I'm not going to be the only person. I'm not going to be the last person to go through this. And I remember one time during a church service, I was down front and I was praying with this person. And then I had gone over and prayed with this person. Both of these people, both of these families were dealing with along of the same thing that I had gone through and I had dealt with. And I was still dealing with, I was still in this process, in this trial. And after praying with him, I remember I sat down, and it was like the second pew. I sat down on the corner of it, and it was like a moment of self-pity. And I just remember, like, I'm like, God, will my life ever be whole again? And he had already assured me that, yes, my life's in his hands. But, again, just pity and, you know. So I asked that, and I never asked it again because it was it was almost like, you know, I don't want to say a rebuke, but it's almost like a rebuke because it's kind of like the answer I got was, I said it will. Ooh. Well, he said it will, so that it will. Right. And That's I never right. asked again. Hallelujah. I knew he said it will. That's right. And, you know, that was just a moment of praying, mm. and I wouldn't have got that answer had I not taken the time to pray. And I did ask. You know, I did ask. It was... Just a little moment, but that meant a lot to me. Um, and then you had mentioned you got the Holy Ghost in this room, and I had a wonderful moment in this room. It was um, during the closing phase. I was ending a phase of this trial. I have it broken down into phases oh. for myself. And so this phase, this part is ending Nobody knew what was going on except my pastors, my leadership, and a few select people. And I just happened to be working in here. There was a table set up, and I was working, and Sister Judy Weaver and some of the ladies came in, and they were working in here. And Sister Weaver had come over to me, and she had said uh, to the lady, she's like, you know, I feel we should pray for Sister Liz right now. And so I came over here, and they all started praying for me, and you just the Holy Ghost and everything. Mm-hmm. 
and Sister Marie Jones. She's in uh, South Korea now, but she was one of the ladies praying for me, and she started speaking in tongues, and she had said, the Lord said, it's time for you to start climbing your mountain. And people, you know, yes, it was it was something I needed too. And you know, to me the message was clear. You'd be in the you'd been in the valley long enough, several years, really. And it's time for me to climb my mountain. This door is shut. Let's move on. And um so that was a God moment for me. And just another one of several things where God just reassured me, I've got you in my hand. And um, and then there's another moment. It was, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. There was, I had a meeting and was working on trying to figure some stuff out, settle some stuff. And it seemed like my back was against the wall. But when you're a child of God, your back's never against the wall. And I had texted pastor, and I'd come up here. I hadn't gone over there yet, but I came in here and walked in the sanctuary doors. And can I tell you, just as soon as I walked through those doors, it's like what Bishop illustrates with his coat. It's like just God, his presence just came all over me. And I knew I didn't have to worry about anything. And I remember going up to this place where I pray a lot, and um, it's a special place of prayer for me. And I knew I didn't have anything to worry about, and I just remember just crying and praying in the Holy Ghost and knowing that he is going to go before me, that I didn't need to worry. And so it's just those reassurances and a lot of times I think to myself, if I hadn't have gone through this, then I wouldn't know what God can do for me and how he can move in my life. And so and that's one thing. You know, when you're going through the storm or a trial, you've got to embrace it and let God do the work. You can't try to do it on your own because it's not going to work, <laughs> you know? That's right. It will not work. That's right. Um but so pastor had preached, and another thing, you know, um, that um, God will do, I think, is he'll give you a dream. And for me, he gave me a dream. He gave me two dreams, actually. And this was right before some major changes in my life. And one of the dreams, um, I'll just tell about one real fast. And... Um, I'm climbing up a mountain, and I'm taking someone up there with me. And they, we get to the top, and they're like, oh, can you bring me back with a friend? I'm like, oh, absolutely. So in my dream, we're coming back, and it's her and her friend. And we get up to the top again, and the friend stumbles. And so I kind of jump down this little rocky ledge to help her. And then when I did that, the other girl jumps in behind me and I realized I was ambushed and they're trying to push me off this mountain and so there's a struggle and I'm on top of the mountain and I'm fighting for my life and in my dream uh, the way I was finally able to overcome is um, 
I remember I'm holding on to a girl and I'm turning and there's like this rocky ledge behind me. It's a big giant rock. It's like a boulder. And I turn and I leaned against that rock and using that rock, I shoved them off of me and they went across down over the edge. And I remember in my dream, I'm just like sliding down and sitting down and it was nighttime. And I remember going through the night and seeing the sunrise and thinking that I had survived through the night. I survived the um, darkness and weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And so I'd, I forgot about that dream. I had that dream. I forgot about it until several weeks later. My life changed, and someone had called me, and the person who had uh, walked away from God, they someone called asking about them, and they said, well, I had a dream last night about this person, and in that dream, they were falling, crying out for help. And they were asking, how are they? And so I just uh, said, well, this is what's going on right now, and just pray for this person. And then the next day, I had another phone call, and it was someone else. And they're like, hey, someone had mentioned that they had a dream about so-and-so, and that they were falling and crying out for help. And I was just asking, how are they doing? Uh, can I pray for them or whatever? And I thought... You know, they were referring to the person I talked to yesterday, and I was like, oh, and I said something, and I was like, well, who was it that called and asked? And she told me the name. It was a different person. So two men the same night had the same, basically the same dream. This person was falling and crying out for help. Mm. And I remember getting off the phone and just, well, man, that's wild. That's crazy. And then that's when I had remembered about my mountaintop victory dream. And I feel like God gave me that dream because I held on to that all these years and knew that my morning was coming. My mountaintop victory is what I called it. Um, so God may give you a dream. And um, so another thing I think God will give you if you'll listen is a message or a sermon I mentioned pastor gave me a message and it was called but none of these things move me and it was the morning after and like I said I knew this was my message and um so Tana Armstrong sister Tana Armstrong knowing an anointed lady of God she had said to me one time I was passing her in prayer and she called me over and she told me uh to dig into the word of God. You know, it won't fail you. It'll sustain you. And so these are some of the passages that pastor had preached from that stuck with me. And um, I read it earlier. I want to read it again. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Um, and that's Acts twenty twenty four, and that's, but none of these things move me. And then another scripture is Ephesians 2 and 20, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. 
And what Pastor was saying is our foundation is solid. We are not on a weak foundation. And really, if you're going to withstand the storm, you've got to build your life on that solid foundation with Jesus. Yeah, I can't imagine going through something like that without God. And uh, Pastor had said, he said, what we need today are Christians with determined spirits who say nothing can sway me, who are rooted and grounded in the word. So you've got to be rooted because when those winds start blowing, you'll be able to withstand. That's right. And um, he um, also used Psalm 62, 6 through 7. He is, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. It's all in God. You've got to stay with the Lord. You can't, just because life's not going great and you're going through storms, that's definitely not the time to back out. If anything, hey, I need to get more in this. Um, so in Psalm 62 and uh, 6 or 7, what is David saying? He's saying, I shall not be moved. I refuse to be shaken. I will stay firmly planted on the rock, which is Jesus. Um, and then, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So you may be in the midst of the storm, but you've got to keep your focus um, steadfast, unmovable, always in the work of the Lord. God's work is going to keep moving forward. So you just have to make up your mind to be a part of it. And it doesn't have to be anything big, just something small that you can do for the Lord. You know, we have people here, um, they come in and they fold tithing envelopes or they fill tithing um, envelopes in the pew or they put out church cards. It doesn't have to be anything big. You don't have to be on the platform preaching or singing, but even just a small act of working for the Lord. And he'll honor that. He will honor that. Um, And then another message, again, you know, God will speak to you from the pulpit. He's given words to these ministers that's maybe for you specifically, and if it is for you specifically, everyone else gets to benefit from it. Um, But one of the messages, it was such a life-changing message, it was about investing in your own mercy, and that really helped me. And uh, Matthew 5 and 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Lamentations three twenty two and 23, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And he's got mercy for you every morning. And he's faithful. Um, he is absolutely faithful. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. And that is Luke 6.38. And a lot of times people will take this message 
and apply it to the financial principle, which, and that's right. And a lot, when I heard it here, he was connecting it to mercy and forgiveness. And, you know, like, here's the deal is you have the choice to decide how you're going to respond to the storm, really, and to anything. Um, so are you going to let this storm, or are you going to let it create hatefulness in you or a bitter spirit or are you going to let it create love and mercy and forgiveness and that was the thing is give and it shall be given well I want love and forgiveness and mercy so Guess what I have to give? <laughs> Love, forgiveness, and mercy. And if I treat someone and give them hatefulness or unforgiveness, then guess what I'll give? And I won't get it back how I gave it. It'll come back more on me. And so I want love, mercy, and forgiveness. And that was really, you know, that just really helped my outlook in how to deal with certain things. You know, some people, that are, they could just be like, well, they hurt me, they treated me wrong, so I'm going to do this to them or I'm going to act like this. But you can't let that hurt and that wrongness and that betrayal hurt you in return. So you've just got to show love, mercy, and forgiveness. And it will be return to you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And um, another one, oh, I'm telling you, you know, pastor, I love my pastor. Yes. He, another day, he came through, and my, my office is right there next to him, and so there's a, a door, and he came through, and he told me, he's like, I have a message to preach, and God gave it to me for you. That was the second message God gave Pastor Holmes just for me. And again, everybody else gets the benefit from it, but it's for me. It's got Liz Ruby written all over it. And it was called Trial, Trust, and Triumph. And um, so this message says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into the thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. That's trusting. And he speaks of trials. And what's the purpose of a trial? To get us to trust him and to get us to a place where he can work on us and make us what we should be. When the trial has, when the trial has passed and we come out, we're not a disappointment for the Lord because sometimes when you're in the storm, you feel like, well, I'm disappointing everybody because I'm going through something and they know it and I'm just a disappointment. But that's not the case. Um, we're not a disappointment for the Lord, but we bring glory to God. I don't want my trials to destroy me and your trial can become your triumph. Right. It's trust, trial, and triumph. Um, his message and he went on to say, he said, the, metamorphos the metamorphosis of trust is triumph. Trust looks ugly, 
trust looks bad. But when you get through that trusting process and you come out, you're going to come out in victory. And you're going to come out in triumph. And you're going to be walking on the head of that serpent. And when you go through the process of trust and triumph, you're going to come out and know God gave me the victory. And at the end of the storm, I knew this was all God. And that he used this for me so that I can improve myself and be a better Liz Ruby. Davis now, but back then, Ruby. Um, Another scripture, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by my name, by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. And I remember one time talking to a pastor, and he made the statement. He had turned around and looked at me, and he said, Liz, he said, God knew you would be here the day you stood at the altar. And it just amazed me. It was a simple statement, but it amazed me to think all those years ago, God knew I would be here dealing with this storm. And so it doesn't matter what you're going through. Fear not. Thou art mine. And it's so wonderful when you know you're a child of God. Um, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you say the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11. And then are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore you are more valuable than many sparrows. Luke twelve six through 7. You're in God's hands. You just have to trust him. Pray, stay faithful to God. Stay faithful to God, and you're in his hands. Um, Another scripture. uh, For the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he goes on to say, You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of of the Lord with you, for the Lord will be with you. And, you know, I read that. And, you know, I'm not any exception. You know, one of the things is um, you're going to have all these little fights, these little battles, and you can just think, well, I'm going to just fight back or I'm going to just respond back like this. But he says, stand ye still. And can I tell you, there were so many times where I could have responded, I could have acted, I could have done this. And I just stayed quiet and stayed still, essentially. And later on, I would watch that God took care of it. I didn't have to do or say anything on my own. And it's just wonderful because just knowing 
God went before you, and he did this. And so that's the thing. You know, it's not just me. He'll do it for anyone else, too. But the key is you've got to stay faithful to God. And that's the thing is I know what he'll do because he's done it for me. But I know what he'll do when you're faithful to him. And I can't, I can't say, you know, if you're not, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I know how it'll turn out when you are, but I don't know when you're not. Um, and another message, in fact, I've got this uh, jar of crayons here. Um, Brother Wesley Jackson preached a message a few years ago, broken, uh, broken crayons color best. And so these are um, crayons that were from the altar that I picked up and have on a shelf in my house. And this one is actually a um, crayon that he gave to me during altar call. When I went down front and I went all the way to the edge, you know, I just, I remember I had my hands raised, crying and praying, and I feel something being pressed in my and I opened my eyes long enough to see Brother Jackson over me, and he's pressing this in my hand and crying and praying over me. And so, you know, I've kept, I've kept it separate from these because I don't want to get this one mixed up. But um, this is just another message that God gave and used to inspire and motivate me. Um, and he is the example of when you're going, when you're going through the storm, it's a time of breaking, and he said um, when there was a miracle of the fishes and bread, said he blessed it and then he broke it. And um, he said he was teaching the disciples that there's not a whole lot he can do with something that's still put together and pretty. To, but if you can stay through the process, if you could stay faithful he hasn't cursed you. He's blessed you. God's blessed you. He blessed it before he broke it. And he's not forgotten you. And, you know, it's just, it's a message about being thankful for the brokenness and letting God use the broken brokenness to color a beautiful picture in your life. So I picked up a couple of crayons from the school because I got to thinking um, about being broken, you know, and a lot of times when you're being broken, it can be like a slow process, but sometimes it's not. It's just instant, and I'll give this to you. You know, what happens when you break it? It snaps. It's not a gentle process being broken. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's a hard process. And he challenged us. Brother Jackson challenged us using the crayons to stay submitted and to stay humble and thankful for your brokenness and to let God color a picture through your brokenness and to be a testimony for him. And that message, that really just spoke to me and really inspired me. It touched me, and it made such a huge difference in my life. And that's why, you know, almost every day I could see this broken crayon. Because 
Yo, that's me. I'm a broken crayon. <laughs> and you're a broken crayon. We're both broken right. crayons. And that's what this church is built on. Right. It's a whole bunch of broken crayons that God's just using to color all these pictures. And that you can't speak to someone sometimes if you're all put together. But if you know, well, they went through this and they came out whole, then I can too. So that message, that really, really meant a lot to me. Um, and then, um, you know, I work for Pastor Holmes. I'm his um, assistant. And one of the things is that I felt with all the things going on in my life early on, I felt like I was a liability to not only Bishop Holmes and Pastor Holmes, but to this church as well, because how can someone like me, whose life is just all falling apart, well, how can I be used here? And really, you look at the staff, a lot of us are broken crayons. And, um, but that wasn't the case, you know. I learned that through my brokenness, God could still use me, and I could still work for his kingdom, and I can still serve this church and the people of this church like yourself. Um, and another message, Bishop Holmes preached this one several years ago, and it was, I think he preached it a couple of times, like I think it was a series, and he preached on an established testimony, and he challenged us. He said, this is the challenge. Will you complete your testimony? And it's like what Sister Candy Holmes says all the time. I'm still working on my testimony. And so will I complete my testimony? Will I let God go through the process? Or will I step back and not let it finish? Will you complete your testimony? Can you stay put until he does? Can you let him work on you? Can you hold on until he does? That's all you got to do is you've got to hold on. He's given you a life raft, and it's prayer. It's the message that God gives to the, uh, our pastor, our bishop, any minister coming through. It's the message. If you listen to it, he's going to encourage you and speak to you through his word. And it's just either different things. Like I said, a dream or any thought in prayer, and he'll help you through it, um, you know. And I'll, and I'll say this too, you know, one of the things is you've got to choose your core wisely. And what I mean by that is who do you hang out with? Who do you talk to? You can't talk to everybody during a trial or a storm. And you've got to be careful who you surround yourself with. You've got to surround yourself with the right people. And that, you know, that's a, another big thing is choosing the right people. It matters the voices you let inside. And either they're going to give you the wrong thoughts, ideas, opinions, or you'll have a core full of wise people who will help you through it and help carry you through it the way it should be without without negativity or um, 
you know, just the wrong ideas. And it's just, that's what really carried me through is all of those things. Just being faithful to God and embracing the season. You know, that's one thing I learned is you just have to embrace it. You're going to go through it. You're going to go through this storm, and it matters how you decide to navigate it. And you just have to embrace what God's doing to you and through you. You know, God's been so good to me. Yeah, he's blessed me with a wonderful family. Got a wonderful, amazing husband, Nathan. Two awesome kids, Landon and Ella. And if I hadn't have held on, if I quit, if I had given up, then I wouldn't be living my mountaintop victory today. And there's another scripture, actually. Isaiah 61 and 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. He did it for me. He did it for you. And he'll do it to anyone. It's his promise. His promises are true. Yes, sir. When it seems your heart is breaking There's no place for you to go All you hold are shattered pieces Of the dreams you used to hold You were hurting and you're searching pieces you now hold but on the other side of broken God's love can make you All my fear Words need not be spoken For Jesus tries my tears On his wings I'll rise above the pain That's why I love to call his name on the other side of broken that's where Jesus is when it seems your heart is breaking come on the Holy Ghost is talking there's no place for you to go all you hold are shattered pieces of the dreams you used to know You are hurting and you're searching Through the pieces you now hold But on the other side of broken 
Something I've been hanging on to since that message when I want to give that to you. Thank you so much. Oh, it touched me as well, that message. And I just wanted to to bring that. And, uh, well, haven't you been blessed today? I tell you, God loves you. And uh, I just, uh, you have really, really blessed us today, uh, Sister Davis. And uh, what a testimony. And... Uh, we are just so honored that you came today and spent some time with us. I know you're so busy, and uh, we are just so honored, and we love you. And um, we're going to hear a song from our pastor, and it's called Worth. You thought I was worth came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought I was 
Oh, you cleaned me up inside.